Valley, welcome to episode 71 of the Rock and Roll Research Podcast, where we share the super cool backstories and side gigs of the research and insights pros that you trust. Today's guest is Dante Perry, whom I met recently at a meetup for the South Central chapter of the Insights Association right here in Dallas, Texas. So I think it's fair to say uh, we discovered some mutual interests and became fast friends. So I don't want to be presumptuous, but I was feeling it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> the vibe instantly. <laughs> All right. Super cool. So, so Dante is the director of client development for a really cool company called Opinions for Good, which utilizes an innovative and I would say novel method for recruiting engaged participants while also benefiting the philanthropic community. So really cool stuff. Uh, but what a lot of people don't know about Dante is that just as I do, he dabbles a little bit in music, has played in a few bands here and there. And as far as I understand, you might be cobbling one together as we speak. So we will talk about all that and more on today's podcast. Welcome to the show, Dante. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt. Um, glad to be here. Uh, <laughs> let's jump into it. All right, cool. Well, this is, I, I really do hope that you're primed for this episode because it is number 71 and I haven't done a primed number episode since 67. So uh, I hope you're in your prime. I hope you're primed. Let's do it. A little math humor to, to get us kicked off. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm in my optimist prime, so we're, we're, we're starting. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, perfect. All right, cool. Um, all right, Dante. So I know, like many people, you didn't set out to be a market researcher in college. So tell us a little bit about how you got into research in the first place. Man, um, so it kind of started off a little bit after uh, schooling, um, university. I was doing R&D, okay? Um, okay. Well, actually, let me take it back a little bit more. Um, while I was in school, I was a preschool teacher. Um, I got my child development associates uh, through the Navy uh, because I'm a military brat. And oh, at the time, yeah, at the time, my mom uh, was stationed here. So we all kind of just kind of, you know, doing our own thing. And I did that for a year and a half. And then, you know, I was like, I love kids, but I don't think this is going to be my forever. Um, so started in commu- uh, when I was in a uh, University, I started doing um, computer science. And then I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to do coding after school. Um, and then once I got out, I kind of like uh, found myself doing research and development for a semiconductor company. Um, and in that case, oh. I was designing PCB boards. Um, wow. So, okay. That's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, it, it was pretty cool. It was uh, nothing I expected for that one either. Um, I had actually started off watching the inventory. Then I started messing with Raspberry Pis. I don't know if you know about those. They're like these little small PCB boards that you can like customize to do a bunch of things like, you know, get into Wi-Fi or you can use it for instruments as well. They've been like, you know, conducted into like tuners. They're just really malleable, little small hardware pieces. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, so uh, while I was at the semiconductor company, I started to just kind of study all their inventory and eventually found myself inside the fab as well, like their laboratory in their claim room. Um, right. I was like, okay, so I kind of get what's going on here. And I had talked to my CFO and I was like, hey man, I'm kind of interested in helping with the design of these things. Um, and 
at the time we were also contracted to do work with Apple as well. So there was a lot of like demand for us to stay up to date and, you know, to be competitive and like, you know, sure. conductors had peaked in the nineties. Like they're already on an atomic level. So they literally, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to be modern with something that peaked almost 30, you know, years ago. Yeah. Um, so um, it was really cool to, you know, sit back and, you know, watch as technology grows, what we can do and how we can stay innovative. Um, so four years of that. Um, and then just before COVID hit, I took a leap of faith because I was like, you know, this is really fun, but I am behind the desk all the time. And it's just me. I kind of want to do something that had, that used a lot more of my personality. So sure. I took a leap of faith just before COVID and was working on a medical app that's no longer around. Because <laughs> uh, once COVID hit, that went away. So it was a lot of self, um, you know, self-analyzation and sitting back. Um, and then my friend reached out to me and said, hey, I have this data uh, um, entry job at, you know, at OP4G is what I would find out later. And I was like, ah, okay, it's COVID. I'll take what I can get. Um, <laughs> and once I came to the interview with, um, my VP, I, you know, still didn't really have a concept of what market research was. Or sure. what I was doing. So <laughs> the, the cool thing about OP4G is that, um, you know, once I heard our model and how everybody involved kind of benefits from our service and. I've always been much of somebody that like wants to just, that's why I was doing the innovativeness at, you know, the semiconductor places because right. I always wanted to help. And I heard their model. And even though I didn't know what was going on, I was like, I want to be involved. Yeah. Um, so OP4G took me underneath their wing. And, um, you know, the cool thing about um, the Painters for Good is that, you know, for the first year you get to sit back and really take in what market research is because at the end of your first year you can either go into project management or you can go into business development um and i didn't really yeah it's cool they they're they're really open you know and you know um you know that's why i was always been like a perfect fit for me because i never pictured myself in sales exactly um but it was you know it was kind of calling my name once i sat back for a second was like I get this. And this is, you know, something that I think a lot of people will benefit from. I wanted to almost spread the gospel. So uh, after about two years, I ended up um, being the director of business development and I've been there ever since. That's really cool. So this is actually your third career, right? Just trying some things out and, and here you've landed in, in research and that's, that's awesome. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, op for g or opinions for good and and you know how how the model works yeah so uh we're a full service market research firm and the way our model kind of conducts is that we reach out to a nonprofit organization and mm-hmm. they invite all of their members whether they be donors volunteers to join our panel and once they join through a 40 point demographic um, and they complete a study they have the option to give back 25 to 100 percent of them uh, in cash and set up to a nonprofit of their choice so okay. Means, yeah. So uh, a lot of people, uh, so the nonprofits benefit from our work. Um, a lot of humane societies, you know, get to you know see you know how we impact them, and we get to keep puppies fed. So that's awesome. Um, shelters benefit um, from you know from everybody inside there, and it also helps that we have a panel that is so 
versatile, you know, because these aren't going to be your everyday participants. These are mostly going to be um, people who don't know what a panel is, but they also have a variety right. of uh, occupations that they come through because it's not just, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, vegans are like, you know, uh, are, um, you know, exclusively uh, modern conservative people that are, you know, loving these nonprofits, it's pretty much everybody. So we have doctors who also happen to love this one nonprofit who end up right. you know, participating in our studies later. So it's, it's pretty yeah. interesting model. I really love that uh, because I've been sort of in and around sampling, uh, you know, basically my whole career. Uh, and, you know, it's a tough game now recruiting participants. Uh, and, you know, such a problem with professional participants and bots and things like that. Um, it's great to see a model where there's there's some sort of relationship or engagement, um, you know, sort of beyond just hey, I wanna I wanna make money on surveys, right? And so you do get people that uh, aren't part of that pool who are you know joining fifty different panels. You get fresh people who, like you said, they they may not even know what a panel is, right? Um, but by virtue of the relationship that they have with the not for profit. Um, it, it makes sense to them. So that's really cool. Yeah. And, and that's also the cool thing about it too, is that we just, you know, those people are so passionate about the nonprofits that they're going through. Right. We end up just wanting to help more than they want to make money. So we end up having a lot of higher quality participants. Right. Um, they are like more, a lot more honest and passionate. So it's like, you know, it's almost rare that we don't have a situation where, um, you know, we're unable to like see the skew and how where everything's going and, you know, yeah, cool. No, I really love that. Excellent. All right, so let's let's talk uh, let's talk music. Let's talk some rock and roll. So let's do that. <laughs> now that was, that was easy. Yeah. All right, so so where where did your interest in in music come from, Dante? And and what are you doing now? Man, it, it started young. Um, as a military kid, friend groups, you love them. You see them, and in a year they're gone. So music has always been the most persistent thing that I've had, or consistent yeah. that's been that's been around. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess fourth grade, the first instrument I was actually signed up to take lessons for was a cello. Okay. And oh, okay. It scared my mom to death <laughs> <laughs> because you know you take you take this big thing you know you're renting it from the school and I'm taking it back and forth and at the time I wasn't yeah, the fourth grader responsible for it. <laughs> she was terrified, so <laughs> we did it after the first year. She was like, you know what, baby, let's let's do something a little bit more, you know, less uh, um, what's one looking for something that you can own. So we got a guitar, um, and I started taking lessons at the guitar center um, ah. awesome uh and yeah started off there and it's been 20 years at least of yeah 20 years of music straight now so i'm now grown to piano um ukulele uh guitars electric guitars acoustic guitars and then i can think of it so cool cool so what uh, what kind of stuff do you like to play Neo Soul is my favorite. I love all R&B. Um, and uh, what I like to listen to is metal. <laughs> metal? I, I, metal. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> it, 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 I love listening to it, but you guys are so technical. I can't, I can't keep up with that. My fingers don't move fast enough. They're very small. So, yeah. uh, 
<laughs> and I know Dimebag Daryl, he he was good about, you know, that's with his small fingers, but you know, that that's a different type of talent. <laughs> yeah, you know, metal, it, it has become so unbelievably technical. Uh, it's almost like, it's almost like the new jazz because it, it's almost like inaccessible. You can't even get into it because you have to be so unbelievably good to play the stuff. It's really something. Yeah. Uh, have you done jazz at all? Or... Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It's different do a bunch of different music as well. Uh, I don't know if that's touched on, but um, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, I'm still developing my ear too. You know I mean? 20 years and it feels like if my ears here, then it's off. What, what key are we playing it right now? So that's really yeah. fun. <laughs> so is there any intersection uh, between music and how you think about that uh and let's say your your professional life or research yeah i mean mostly it's your musicianship ends up being such an integral part of your life that it's like you know your your foundation for how you are as a person i feel like and when i came to op4g that same you know how can i help all the people around me is the same way that i kind of like come to the music as well like you know, are you going to benefit from hearing my, from my songs? And if not, how do I get you on the next one? You know what I mean? Like, how do I, you know, make sure that this relates to you in a way that like, you're going to benefit from, you know, uh, hearing me emotionally, like, does this provide anything that, you know, will give you some ease in your life? You know what I mean? Right. Um, so when it comes to that, that's pretty much the same way I have with my business element, the same way I kind of like talk to, you know, all the people I interact and, you know, I'm like, Hey, if, if you're if we share the same passion if you know we're into rap or if you're into this side of market research you're into nonprofits, you know how do we develop a, a a collaboration that everybody you know can can see and feel good about you know that's the big yeah. thing that i enjoy because there's not a study that i don't walk away from that you know i don't feel that i don't feel good about you know what i mean like it's mm -hmm. like it means so much it's just a wave <laughs> to know that everybody that's collaborating here is going to uh you know the quality is going to be there it's it's that's pretty much my approach to it just you know how can i actually help you down the road you know what i mean sure and, yeah cool love that all right so so you're relatively new to the research space right um so you've been in this period of discovery at op uh, op for g uh, figuring it all out. I'm curious to know from your perspective, um, you know, what do you see as important or becoming more important in the research space? Um, you know, I think, you know, Gen Z is really a big one. Um, yeah. I call them the fidget spinning generation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're so important, um, you know, just in regards to, because they kind of serve OP4G's uh, opinions for good message as well where it's like they really want to help the time that they're living in right now. Like they're a lot more passionate about um, the things they come across. They're a lot more vocal. Um, and I think that all they provide is gonna really be used for us for us down the road, um, especially when it comes to like real time information. You know what I mean? Like that's also gonna be a big component um, with the spike in, you know, transportation being utilized and all the things that we're using. Like how do we get that data quicker? And how we keep the quality. I think Gen Z is right. going to be the, the generation that has that for us. Cool. Cool. Excellent. 
All right, so so this is a podcast, right? I'm sure you can uh, consume plenty of media yourself. So curious to know, uh, doesn't have to be a podcast, just any kind of media. Uh, what do you turn to for, say, inspiration, insight, or enjoyment? Big, big, wide world, open question. Okay, all right. So I have also had ADHD, and all of my talents, my ADHD is the biggest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. I would have taken in information is always a big um, part of my day. Uh, there are times where I'll spend at least an hour just clicking all the blue words inside of a Wikipedia article saying, ooh, what yeah. is this connected to? What is it? How do I get here? Down and the rabbit hole. <laughs> down the Wikipedia rabbit hole, man. Uh, although rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that that's one. Um, honestly, I'm probably one of the biggest media consumers in the country there's every show that comes out on netflix i'm watching the you know umbrella academy uh the next game of thrones episode that's coming out (laughs) uh and you know just a bunch but music is definitely always if i'm never feeling any of that music is the one that i rely on most because i know that i can find something that makes me happy something nostalgic something euphoric that just brings about an essence that i need the time yeah yeah, super cool. Me too, of course, uh, for sure. So speaking of music, Dante, this is this is what I really want to know. Um, very curious uh, about your answer to this question. You mentioned you you like to play some neo soul when you're playing guitar, but you like to listen to metal. So I've got no idea what to expect at this question. Um, so you're stranded on a desert island, right? Yes, sir. You've got three records at your disposal to keep you company for the rest of your days. What are they? Um, okay, so if I had or three albums is so hard, that's that's limiting, but I know <laughs> Frank Ocean's Blonde would be definitely number one. Which, which uh, one was that? Blonde, Frank Ocean. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, excellent. That's one of my favorite albums ever. Uh, just, he is everywhere. He's <laughs> just everywhere. Um, second album would probably be... Um, Man, um, trying to keep his family friendly. So, uh, Beirut, um, their self-titled album was amazing. Uh, it makes me feel like I'm in an Italian villa, and that's all yeah. necessary on a stranded island. You want to feel like you're also on vacation, and not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, <laughs> completely hopeless. I, I see your rubric here. <laughs> I, I follow you. It makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. <laughs> you get me. You get me. Um, and then the third one is the Acacia Strain. Uh, I think I want to say Wormwood. Uh, Wormwood was an awesome album. Um, just make sure the kids aren't around when you're listening. To it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you didn't play that one in your preschool, did you? No, no, they didn't. I didn't play it for the kids. I, I'd rather them come across it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, Dante. I totally love it. And let's let's do this. The next time, the next time we talk, let us let it be over a jam session here in Dallas. I think uh, you know, we got to make that happen for sure. Absolutely, dude. I'm trying to get in studio with you ASAP. Okay, just see <laughs> I, I, I you know, heard a couple of bands around, and I'm like, what is he doing in this one? What is he doing in this one? You sound like <laughs> talented, so I'm really uh, excited to, to jam with you some point soon. Cool, yeah. me too. Let's make it happen. Dante, this has been awesome. Uh, it's been great to meet you. Appreciate you sharing your insights today on the podcast. So 
Let's get together and rock and roll. Do it, okay? <laughs>